Welcome to AZ Politicast. I'm Steve Goldstein. We're still nearly 15 months away from the November 2024 general election. And though Congressman Ruben Gallego will likely be the Democratic nominee for U.S. Senate, we're still not even sure if incumbent Senator Kirsten Sinema, now an independent, is going to run. The Republican field is small at the moment, but that's expected to change soon, as most of us anticipate that failed gubernatorial candidate Kerry Lake will enter the Senate race. And there could be other current elected officials and former candidates, too. Late in 2022, I talked to political analyst Chris Hurston when Senator Sinema announced she was leaving the Democratic Party. Hurston believed that would make Congressman Gallego the frontrunner for the seat and could leave Sinema in last place in a three-person general election. With a couple of new polls showing that he's right, at least at this early stage, I invited Hurston to be a guest on this edition of AZ Politicast, which starts now. President Biden came to the state to designate a national monument near the Grand Canyon, and Senator Sinema was there. Congressman Gallego was not, and said later that was a personal issue because his son was just starting first grade. How significant is it for Sinema to have that FaceTime with President Biden to be there for this kind of issue? Does that matter at all in the, in the upcoming race? No, I don't think it does. And, and the reason why um, is because if you look at the latest polling, which I presume we're going to do mm-hmm. um, and dig down deep beyond just this three person race for the U.S. Senate, um, Biden's numbers are underwater in Arizona um, still, as are Trump's. And when they run Biden versus Trump, surprise, surprise, it's exactly the way it was in the last presidential race between the two. Um, You can flip a coin. It's that close. And they're both underwater regarding their favorable and unfavorable ratings. So I don't think at this point, uh, 15 months out, uh, I I don't, you know, from a general election in 24, I don't think it it matters whether you've got a picture of yourself standing with, uh, you know, w- with Joe Biden up at the Grand Canyon. If you looked at that group photo, Adrian Fontes, the Secretary of State, was there. Congressman Stanton, Congressman Grijalva. Um, the picture I later saw was the picture of Ruben Gallego with his with his son, Michael, uh, at, on the first day of school um, that that picture will resonate more, frankly, with voters than than the Grand Canyon picture right now. So I don't think it's a big deal. Well, when you and I talked at the end of last year, right around the time Senator Sinema officially left the Democratic Party to become an independent, you right off the bat were saying that you thought Congressman Gallego was going to be the favorite. And recent polling indicates that is the case. So are you feeling the same way as you did seven, eight months ago? Absolutely. Now I have polling data that we can talk in more specifics if need be before it was a theory. Um, I, I've always believed that um, Kirsten Cinema has no base. And getting your base out to vote is everything in politics. And she has no base. I don't see any pathway for her to win. Uh, she's she's only you know she's a registered independent now, which there's a lot of registered independents in Arizona. But according to the latest polling data from two separate polls, um, one local and one one national, um, she's only getting about 34 percent of the independents, which is what she is now. So so that's not become a base for her, um, and she's only getting eight percent of the Democrats. So she's kissed that party off completely. Ironically, she's getting 34% of Republicans. 
Um, and but I think that will fade somewhat once Carrie Lake has announced her candidacy that I think is inevitable for the Republican nomination for the Senate. And um, once um, Lake starts throwing the brickbats against not only Gallego, but also against cinema. Um, I don't think a bisexual pro-choice candidate uh, like Kirsten Cinema is going to hold on to 34% of the Republican vote. So I think she's a baseless candidate at this point. Frankly, her base right now is uh, corporate political action committees that she's using skillfully for fundraising. Um, but I, I, I think she's still going to finish a third in third place if she runs. Um, and I will say that I still, if I had to bet my life right now, I'd bet that uh, she doesn't run because she is a polling freak. She's very good at analyzing um, polls and she does a lot of internal polling herself with good pollsters in the past she has used. And um, I think that when she does her final polling in September and October uh, of, of this fall, uh, I think it will continue to show her finishing third. And I don't think her ego can take finishing last place. I don't think that's the way she wants to go out of office. Um, and if she has a second goal, first goal meaning to win, and I think her polling will show she can't. And the second thing is she's not, she's not friendly with Ruben Gallego. Mm -hmm. Um, has never been. And uh, I don't think she wants to hand the race over to Ruben Gallego, which frankly, with her in the race, um, seems to be right now helping Ruben Gallego because she's taking more Republicans away than she is Democrats. Um, and, and I don't think she wants to help there either. So for both of those reasons, um, I, I think still at the end, she, she will get out. Um, but, but who knows? We'll, we'll see. Let's stick with cinema before we go to some of the more specifics on the polling, Chris. How is she doing as far as fundraising goes and how much help is she going to get from independent expenditure groups? And could that change her mind in terms of whether she thinks she can win or not? Oh, I think that's her her whole world is is fundraising. And it's what it's what has totally uh, turned the Democratic Party against her over the last couple of years and why she left the party and re-registered as an independent. Um she has become a, a corporate uh, pack darling. Uh, when you look at the money that she has raised, it, it, it's unbelievable. Um, and she's getting it from, from a few basic industries. Uh, number one, she's getting it from um, financial institutions, namely hedge funds, equity firms that are in Wall Street. Um, if you just look at the first three months of this year, of 2023, her fundraising, um, she has gotten more from one giant hedge fund equity fund called Blackstone, and their headquarters are on Park Avenue in New York. Um, she has gotten more money from just Blackstone than all of individual Arizona voter contributions combined. Um, Ruben Gallego is getting 99% of his money from small donations uh, from Arizonans. Um, even Carrie Lake is, does better getting most of her money from Arizona voters and, and small donations that accumulate and add up. Cinema uh, uh, is getting 1% of her total raised money in the last year from these corporate PACs. And they not only are hedge funds and financial institutions, 
their uh, pharmaceutical companies, um, their their entities that she has delivered uh, with regards to her voting record and uh, in 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 Congress because she's such a, a pivotal vote in the United States Senate. Uh, she and Joe Manchin, and so she's played that game very successfully, given the hedge funds. Um, uh, you know, tax loopholes that they wanted. And then they re, re uh, like Blackstone, they go ahead and, and reward her very handsomely. Um, does the average voter understand this? Will it make a difference in, in her, her, her vote totals? Uh, I don't know, but I do know it's what she's counting on from a fundraising standpoint. And these same entities, the hedge funds, the pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical companies, et cetera, they then can give money, not just to her and her campaign, which has to be uh, recorded so we can see it, but they will give money to independent expenditures. Um, and that will be dark money uh, that we'll never truly know about because the Terry Goddard anti-dark money um, proposition the past hasn't gone into effect yet. So um, yes, IEs, independent expenditures will will probably be her battering ram. They'll start off saying friendly things about her, thank her, please call up and thank Cinema for um, her uh, wonderful environmental work and, and show a picture of her with, with Biden at the Grand Canyon. They'll start off with positives, but if she stays in the race, they'll be prepared to start probably being aggressive against Lake and aggressive against uh, Ruben Gallego. And uh, there's an, I noticed the, the ads that are, there's huge ads in the uh, Arizona Republic yesterday and today um, from a, a group called Stronger Arizona, strongerarizona.com, I believe it is. I don't know who these people are, but uh, this could be um, the beginning of the independent expenditure work on behalf of, of cinema. And my guess is, because um, they won't be transparent, but my guess is that it's from these same corporate PACs, corporate entities that um, cinema is, um, that's really the only base she has is a fundraising base. And uh, I don't think that will be enough. Chris, as you mentioned the polling, there's the, the Noble poll in Arizona, there's the Emerson poll. Both of these show Ruben Gallego with a plurality. Um, I want you to dig into the numbers a little bit more to whatever extent you want to, but on a bigger picture level there, Congressman Gallego has an unbelievable biography. How good a candidate is he? Because there are pluses and minuses. There are people who don't like his personality. There are people who are concerned that he's very left. He was one of the first and loudest critics of, of former President Trump. Those are good to Democrats. Is that enough to win over independence? And how much is he going to have to do that? Excellent question. Um, complicated question. Uh, you, you, you were right. His, his bio is phenomenal and his Marine status and his book and his fighting for our country in Iraq um, is, is fantastic and, and uh, gains him great respect. But he, he also has overcome um, mental health problems as a result of his fighting in Iraq. Um, that he had difficulties with when he came back from Iraq uh, and and overcoming that and uh, realizing that he needed to have the proper counseling and mental health treatment to get you know, to overcome that. Um, that is another story that that I'm, I, I hope we hear more about during the campaign. Um, I, I do believe that when you dig down, for instance, in the noble 
Predictive Insights poll, the local poll, um, they make the point that Ruben Gallego has strong appeal right now across various demographics. You'd expect him to run strongly with the um, Hispanic population, and he does. But he does very well with the white population also. Um, you don't find uh, Lake and, and uh, Cinema uh, clobbering him with the white population. He holds his own very well. When you look at the young, when you look at uh, the, 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 the middle-aged, he runs very strong. Uh, and what I, what I detect is because he's got no credible primary opposition and he won't have to spend a lot of money at all in the primaries, which will help him in the general, um, I think what, what you'll see is that he has room for growth He's in first place now by nine, ten points ahead of Lake and ahead of of Cinema, uh, and he's still got a lot of room um, with regards to his favorability and undecided. When people are asked, "Do you think favorably or unfavorably of them?" Something around twenty eight percent that are are still trying to get a greater understanding of, of, of the person. And, and, and I think that his campaign will work that skillfully, especially without a competitive primary. Uh, they have time. And, and I think that his numbers will actually grow uh, at whether cinema stays in the race or, or not. And then it'll be more of a contrast between Trump election denialism, et cetera, that the people of Arizona already have rejected Carrie Lake when she ran for governor uh, and 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 Ruben Gallego, who who to many will be a fresh face, and um, and, and for the reasons that, that you mentioned, so I, I think Gallego's ability to add on to his numbers, and he's already in first place, are very strong. And let's face it, he's a skilled politician, and one thing skilled politicians do is they may be more progressive or more conservative in their voting record and in a primary. Uh, but when it comes to the general election, you tend to move to the center because you want to scoop out more of that independent vote, which he's already doing quite well with. Uh, and by moving to the center, he, you know, his opponents will try to call him an extremist. But Carrie Lake calling somebody an extremist is absurd because she's far more extreme on, on with the MAGA vote and with with Trump's um, endorsement than than any of the Democrats would be. So so. So I think uh, he he will be perceived as more centrist and more uh, problem solving and, and able to cross the aisle and so forth. Uh, he will be able to to demonstrate that successfully in the general election. I ask you this because you're a former Republican who was involved in the party, at least when certainly a majority of the party was more mainstream Arizona, let's put it that way, um, not someone who'd be an election denier getting the nomination like a Kerry Lakewood. If there were someone in a more traditional conservative Republican mold, would that person have any chance of winning a Republican primary? And if so, who might that be? The answer is no. So there is no one to give okay. you. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, the, the Republican Party, tragically, um, has been taken over uh, for several years. I mean, it's been a couple of decades process but the moderates or the centrists of the party who were willing to run for office, they have been systematically defeated in all of the low turnout Republican primaries. And there really are no moderates left. If you look at the entire Arizona legislature, 
that the Republicans barely control, but they still outnumber Dems in the Senate and the State House, um, you won't really find one legitimate moderate in the entire Republican caucuses of the Senate and the House, which is amazing uh, and I think tragic. Um, uh, a, a strong contingent of white uh, Christian nationalists have really taken over the party and are running it to a certain degree. I'm talking about Charlie Kirk and the you know and, and his outfit. Um, this is what it's come down to. The, the Republican Party nationally and in Arizona has become sadly uh, the home of racism uh, and 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 militia types. Uh, they were they used to be disdain. They sh we would show disdain towards them and they wouldn't have a home. They wouldn't have a, a place in our two party system. But tragically, um, and, and, and mainly due to to Donald Trump, um, they have gravitated to the Republican Party and that plus the religious Christian angle um, that has made the Republican Party less inclusive and more dangerous to our to our democracy and our two two party system, and that's why, um, despite Cinema's flirtations as an independent with it, I do believe Ruben Gallego is the one that, frankly, has got the best opportunity to go all the way. And remember, the control of the U.S. Senate runs right through Arizona, and later in the game, um, later in twenty four, I think you'll see uh, the Democrat. Democratic Senate national organizations rallying around Gallego to hold the seat and uh, and try to hold the U.S. Senate. Chris Hurston, who has the best resume of all time, now he's a political analyst. I guess we'll call you Chris, right? Even after all the stuff you've done, and right? and a ret and a retiree too. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't sound like a retiree. I mean, it sounds like you're you're in the middle of the well, game. I'm just I'm an in, I'm an interested citizen, like like a lot of other Arizonans. Chris Hurston, thanks, man. Good to talk with you. My pleasure. Always good to catch up with Chris Hurston, former chief of staff, former legislative leader, and former member of the Board of Regents, among other things. To listen to previous editions of AZ Politicast, please search Apple Podcasts and Spotify. When you find AZ Politicast, I hope you'll subscribe, rate, and review. To give me guest and topic suggestions, please send an email to azpoliticast at gmail.com. That's azpoliticast at gmail.com. Music for this podcast is from Epidemic Sound. I'm Steve Goldstein. Thanks for listening to AZ Politicast.